0: Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day, and we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. We're exploring the book of 2 Peter and learning what it means to grow in grace. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Hello, friends, and welcome back to our Everyday Truth podcast. We are in day number two of our study of the book of 2 Peter. We're calling this series Grow in Grace, as you heard in the introduction. I do I have a, a new coffee mug today? It's not new, but uh, new to you perhaps. And it's my What a full Day coffee mug. I'm really not a big fan of punny things, but... That's a punny thing. What a beautiful day! So there it is. Some fresh brewed coffee for today. We are, uh, as I said, in Second Peter chapter one, and what a book! Uh, Peter is writing at a time when the the faith of Jesus Christ is being challenged. It's being challenged from without. Paul talked about this. It's being challenged from within. I think about what the Apostle Paul said to. The elders of the Ephesian church, when he told them that I know when I leave that there shall rise up some from among you wolves in sheep's clothing that will not spare the flock, uh, false teachers those that will countermand and undermine uh, the things of 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 the the, the things of truth. Uh, he warned a, a Timothy about that earlier in First Timothy chapter one. And throughout Bible history, we, we uh, Christian history, I should say, we, we've seen that the greatest threat to local churches is not the external threat. Matter of fact, when you think about external threats to churches, typically uh, they give rise to increased unity and even the expansion of the gospel. I think about uh, Acts chapters 1 through 5. A church that was greatly persecuted from without was expansive and was growing and was strong and Holy Spirit uh, driven. And yet the church saw some significant challenge when there was a, a problem from within Acts chapter 6. And so Peter is dealing in 2 Peter chapter 12, uh, really the entire book, with some of these problems that take place within, especially among false teachers. And when we get to chapter number two, we're going to see why it's so important that we as individual believers are growing in grace, adding to our faith these important components of, of knowledge and, and application so that we're strong in the Word of God, so that when false teachers come, that we can recognize them, we can stand against them. We can maintain our fidelity to truth and to uh, the the cause of God, and we'll we'll talk about that as the book unfolds. Yesterday, we introduced Peter. We introduced the audience. Now we're in verse number two, where uh, the greeting of the book is given, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. So I, I said that the book reiterates the idea of knowledge, not, not just academic knowledge, but a, a full and complete experiential knowledge of God, epignosis. And the Bible teaches that a grace and, and peace, which, by the way, were standard greetings. And back in Bible days, if you were to walk down the street, not just even as a believer, but just as a citizen of Rome, back in those days, grace and peace. Like, if you were to go to Israel today, and I'd love to have you join us on one of our trips, but if you were to go to Israel today, you could, uh, you know, people would say, shalom, shalom, peace, shalom. It's just a way of saying hello or goodbye, but it doesn't really mean anything. It's, it's just a nice way of saying, you know, how are you? Kind of like in America, we say, how are you, but we don't mean it. <laughs> we're not saying, how are you? We're just saying, hi. And when people actually tell us how they're doing, we're like, no, 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 that's not what I meant. I'm just saying hi. And that's the way it was in Bible days. Grace and peace just had lost their meaning because it was a perfunctory greeting. But when the Bible uses the terms grace and peace with all of what the Bible means with those words, grace, God's unmerited favor, which will give me both a desire and an ability to do God's will, peace, peace. You know, that, that disposition of heart that rules my life so that when the circumstances of life rage around me, uh, the grace of God, the peace of God that surpasses even my ability to understand it is guarding my heart within me. So when we think about grace and peace in a Christian perspective, wow, what a, what a wish of greeting this is from Peter to his audience. And grace and peace be multiplied. Uh, May it be exponentially evident in your life. I think in a way what Peter is saying in verse number two is, I wish for you, my beloved audience, those things that only God can do in your life. You know, there's only so much a, a mom or dad can do. There's only so much a pastor can do or preach or teach. There's only so much a good godly mentor or friend can provide. But, but I think the best way by which we can bless others is to say, I wish for you and I pray for you that you would receive those things that only God can do. Only God can dispense grace. Only God can provide that kind of peace. And so grace and peace be multiplied unto you. And then what's the source? What is the source of grace and peace? Well, the Bible tells us in verse 2, through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. And so how do we know God? God the Father or even uh, apprehend the triune God uh, through Jesus because Jesus is the way by which God has revealed himself to man. He is God's communication. That's why he's called the Word. He's God's communication to man. We couldn't understand God outside of God coming down to us. So God made the first move, didn't he? God gave his grace in the person of Jesus. We see grace in the light of the gospel. And Peter is reminding his audience, a beleaguered audience, a persecuted audience, um, an audience that has just been marginalized by society and saying, listen, what you have in you is far better than what's happening around you. Greater is he, John said, who is in you than he that is in the world. So these are words of great hope, uh, words of great encouragement at the beginning of the letter. Look at verse number three of our text, For the Bible says, According, so grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. So, what do we have in Christ? We have all things that we need to live a life of that honors God, a life of godliness. God has provided the wherewithal, uh, the means by which we can live for Him. Now, we don't have those means in and of ourselves, but it's the grace of God in which we can grow. It's the gift of God through Christ. I think it harkens back to Romans chapter eight, where the Bible says, he, God, that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him, with Christ also freely give us all things, every good thing that we have Every need that needs to be satisfied in our life, we find in the person of Jesus. So the Bible says in verse number three, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. So the divine power, God's power. So the same, when you think about God's power, what do you think about? I think really when you think about God's power, there ought to be two big categories about what you think. Number one, creation. The power of God, the creative power of God to speak matter into existence. Let there be light and there was light. We think about the the manifest creative power of God. But not only creation, I think about redemption. That God has the power to save, the power to renew, the power to restore, the power to make all things new. Really, in a sense, redemption is almost a re-creation. So the power of God. Well, the Bible says the same power of God that made everything, the same power of God that can restore everything is the power that resides in your life as a believer. The power of the Holy Spirit of God to empower you to live for Him, to empower you, to uh, achieve the things that God has called you to do, according as His divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Now, how how do we access those all things? H- how, do we, h- how, how can this become practical in our lives? Well, the Bible tells us, according as His divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through Through the knowledge of him that hath called us unto glory and virtue. So, God has a calling upon my life and yours, if you're a believer, and we're called to be like Christ. Do you know that the calling of God upon your life is the same as mine in a general sense? That God has called us to become like Jesus. So, when you trusted Christ as your Savior, your spirit was made alive. Uh, You receive the gift righteousness of Jesus Christ and positionally, God sees you through the lens of Jesus as as a righteous person without sin. So your spirit is saved. Now, in this life of ours, while we're saved Christians, we are in essence being saved. So I've been saved. That's spirit. That's redemption. That's justification. I am being saved. That's sanctification. We're in in my thinking, in my decision-making. In, in my emotions, in my priorities, I ought to be becoming I ought to be becoming more like Jesus every day. That's Romans 8:29. That's second Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18. But one day even my body will be raised from this from this earth, either in the rapture or from the dead. and God will remake even my body. The devil gets nothing. God saves our spirit. He saves our soul. He saves our body. And that's his divine power. Only God can do that. And so we're called unto glory, uh, to share the very glory of God, to, to bask in, in his identity and virtue. You know, God wants us to be like Jesus. Now, if we, if we become like him, if we access this divine power through the knowledge of him, getting to know Christ, where do we get to know Christ? Where do we learn of Christ? Where do we we learn of his spirit and how to live a, a life for him? Well, the Bible tells us again in verse number four, whereby, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. That's a reference to the word of God itself. That by these, by these promises, by the very word of God, ye might be partakers of the divine nature, uh, having escaped the, the corruption that is in the world through lust. So what is our hope? To live above this world. We're in it, but we're not of it. What's our hope to live more like Christ? The word of God. It's the word of God and the promises the hopeful promises of God's Word, whereby you and I can learn of Jesus. See, the the Word of God is not just some dry and dusty book that we learn academically and apply principles. No, I'm glad for the principles of God's Word. I'm glad that it's a book. But we've got to see God, the God of the book. We don't worship the Word of God. We worship the God of the Word. And the the Bible is about the person of Jesus. So as we read its pages, we learn of Christ. We're empowered to live and become more like him. We're access, accessing uh, the key to the divine nature, that, that part of you that has been saved, that new man, putting off that old man, becoming more and more like Jesus every single day. So it's, we're going to talk about it. There's a, a whole lot more that we're going to jump into. The next couple of episodes, we'll talk about that. what I call the outline for Christian living. And I think it's so important that every one of us understands it. But we don't have more, any more time today. So that that's where we're going to quit today. Verse number four. Thanks for joining us. Hope you have a great day in the Lord. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.